Hey everyone, welcome to Expansion Cast. Expansion Cast is a magical podcast I created so people could find simple or unconventional solutions to expand their personal awareness and experience. This podcast is dedicated towards revealing people's divine truth and how that divine truth works its way out into the world, one by one, helping liberate each of us on our personal path to freedom. If you love this podcast, please give us a rating and share. Hey everyone, welcome back to Expansion Cast. I'm your host, Roger Metz. Today in the studio, I have Jade Stodart. Jade is quite an amazing being. She is the head honcho of Jade's Alchemy Connection. She's a colorful, insightful, and very, very intuitive person who spends most of her time helping people move out of limitation, out of thought patterns that really create struggle. So Jade, why don't we start the program off diving into who you are and what you do? I have a few things that I do. I am a a certified life coach, a heart virtues expert and trainer. I uh, am a laughter yoga leader. I am a medium with the Calgary First Spiritualist Church as well as Lethbridge Spiritualist Center. Um, I facilitate retreats and workshops and lead meditations with my crystal singing bowls. And I've added ancient vocal overtones with those now. So yeah, that's, Hmm. I'm a human, I I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That's hard to believe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so there you go. In a nutshell, that's what I am. (laughs) Yeah, that's quite a bit. Um, So does it keep you busy trying to juggle between everything? Um, It's interesting. My focus shifts kind of throughout the year a little bit. In the fall, um, I usually start teaching in the fall. I teach um, or do mediumship circles. And I have been on the road doing that for quite a few years now. But now I'm doing it closer to home. So I'm doing it in Staveley. Just finished actually um, a 10-week course that uh, or mediumship circle in Staveley this week and now I'm focusing on I'm the speaker this weekend at an event in Cardston for it's called it's through the caring connections and it's called or the theme is connecting through Christmas with yourself and others and so it's it's it shifts and changes and I usually start a retreat in January and which I am again this year um, and then I travel you know, in the spring, uh, heading to the UK again to go to the Arthur Findlay College and then come come the, back into spring, I'll probably do another round of circles. I'll do two circles and then summer, I take a lot of the summer off just to reconnect with me and camp and hang out with my family and then fall, we start it all over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been really, really busy, but this, this year, like I said, I really slowed down um, with being on the road as much so in the podcast we talk about expansion and how we can offer services or subtle or whatever strange ways to help people expand their life Mm -hmm. and their experience and you said something about connecting during christmas and i see a lot of people um, diving into or experiencing loss over the christmas season and it would be beautiful if you could maybe comment on something about how we can experience loss as maybe a positive during the Christmas season and feel that and maybe experience some sort of expansion. Uh, that's an interesting point. Well, you know, I was actually just writing about this last night um, because I've, I've experienced some loss this Christmas and it's, it's definitely going to be hard. It's definitely going to be hard, but... One of the things, how I live, truly live, is I believe that everything happens for a reason and that reason is there to serve me only every single time. And so I, it's, it's an interesting place to get to because when someone says that to you when you're in the middle of a crisis or you're in the middle of grieving a major life loss, whether it's grieving a person or like a death or a marriage or anything, whatever you're grieving, 
it's it's really hard to be able to step back and not want to punch that person right in the face that says it to you, right? Like when they say what? When they say like, look at the positive side? No, or? when they, when when I say, you know, uh, there's a lesson in this. There's yeah. always a reason, and the lesson that we have to learn is typically something that we're resisting, mm-hmm. right? And I remember I had a very good friend of mine who. Uh, her husband was suffering from end-stage liver cancer and uh, they were waiting on a a liver transplant and in the middle of this chaos she was just sick about all of the the chaos and I said to her what what is the lesson in this for you and she's she's actually wrote a book since (laughs) she said to me I really wanted to punch you in the face (laughs) but she reflected on it and the lesson for her was patience patience and there were messages that kept showing up for her but because she was not open to seeing them she didn't see them until after Uh, the number 10 kept showing up for her in everything and on October 10th 2010 her husband got his liver on the long weekend and and I'm getting kind of getting off topic here, but it's, you know, when you look back on the whole process, I mean, of course she wishes that her husband didn't have to get a new liver, but it happened and there's nothing in her power that she could do to change that. And so in looking back and looking at the, uh, the lesson in patience that she gained, and she'll tell you she's not patient at all still, mm-hmm. but she is, <laughs> she's come a very long way. <laughs> Sometimes I still roll my eyes at people who say, <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. Like, come on, seriously? Isn't that just your coping mechanism? <laughs> That's interesting because you know what? I, I used to have this thought or this um, uh, thought process that everything happens for a reason, but I make shit happen. I, I do, and I have. I have. I have made major mountains move in my life. And I've gotten to the point where I'm a planner. I'm such a planner. And if I can plan something, I'm, it's great. But I realize that I'm not pushing things through anymore. It's just not worth it for me because I've learned a lot of big life lessons, a lot of financial lessons by pushing things through all the time. And so now I'm at a point where, you know what, I do understand that everything happens for a reason. I still get pissed off when things don't work out for me. I still get angry. I still, you know, I'm human, mm-hmm. of course. But I do realize, big picture, everything happens for a reason. And we do have choice. We totally have free will. We have choice. And so as our choices um, create our reality, then the world creates a reality with us. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what if I'm hearing you correctly, <laughs> you're saying that you manifest. And through that, through manifesting, things come to you in ways that you wouldn't recognize and that could be through a loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're perhaps on a path of expansion and maybe we need to experience loss, and there it is, mm-hmm. just at the right time. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. it's happening for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I do. I totally believe that. I There's, you know, like I said, it's when you're in the middle of it and you're in the middle of that chaos it's it's very challenging to let go the control in that chaos and let happen what's going to happen and that's i think one of the biggest challenges i've i've had in my life is letting go of the control and the moment that you let go of that control and having to try and keep everything all the you know everything that's going on around you and bring it in as soon as you let that go it's it's like it it lets go itself and it create something new and then you go into this next phase which is like um which is a discovering phase again do you know what i mean because everything's new again Mm -hmm. and you're out of that chaos and so it's like a rebirth kind of a discovering and maybe creative phase absolutely a curiosity phase right because you don't know what's coming next and it's this is all new and this is all you know how am i supposed to be and how do i you know, how do I create within this? And, you know, that curious um, questions on how everything is now because everything's different, right? So let's go into the loss a little bit. How do you feel about talking about your loss? <laughs> hmm. 
I am totally open to talking about my loss. Okay. Um, not a lot of people in my life know about my loss yet, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband and I have been separated now since the beginning of October, not quite the beginning. Um, and it's interesting, through this separation, it's been a roller coaster of emotions. Um, we've been together 25 years. We've been married 22. Wow. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the separation. I am because it's opened a lot of discussion between the two of us. And we've always been good communicators. Always. And we still are. We're not yelling and screaming at each other. We're not, um, we're not fighting. There are some fundamental issues that need to be dealt with, but the space has been amazing. Um, it's, it's interesting because a lot of the people around us that, um, that have heard that I've left the house and I'm living in a different home and have said, you know, they're just flabbergasted that the mm-hmm. two of us are separated because we were just that couple that never fought. We always had fun. Me too. You've stayed at our house before, and <laughs> right? Yeah. And we And we do, and we still do. We went out together last night to a Christmas concert mm-hmm. and we had a great time. But I dropped him off at his house and I went to my house. Um, but How's that, How does that feel, dropping him off and then it's different. going on your own? It's very different, actually. Um, I had a fairly emotional night because there was uh, there was a lot of Christmas carols and it was um, it was artists that were singing so it wasn't your traditional Merry Christmas ones and there was those too but these artists were writing about their great loves through the holidays and it was really interesting for me that I was overwhelmed with emotion because this Christmas is going to be very different for me um, you know, our kids are still, my kid, they're not kids, but our kids are still going to be coming home for Christmas, but home is where my husband lives, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking ahead going, oh my gosh, am I going to be okay? Because I'm still going to spend Christmas with them, but it's not, it's going to be very different. And so I'm out of that chaos, right? And now I'm in this new discovery phase where it's like, I have no idea what Christmas is going to look like. I usually have, at this point, what are we, the fifth? At this point, I usually have all of my gifts bought. I don't buy a lot of gifts. We're pretty, we're pretty laid back that way. Uh, Gifts bought, baking done, like everything done and ready. I have literally done nothing for Christmas because I'm a planner and I don't know what the plan is. (laughs) And so this is so chaotic for me, but it's, but it's new and it's exciting. And it's actually, it's interesting because I don't, I don't feel the pressure to, put everything together in a certain way that we've always done and that's kind of exciting actually so maybe some new some opportunity for new tradition or something absolutely absolutely and it's you know it's it's interesting because i and i i don't i we're working through our fundamental issues and i don't know if we're going to end up together or not i really don't neither one of us are attaching ourselves to that right now we're just not we're being where we're at um and there's no the best part is there's no other people involved which is I, you know i've always said when um and I, i'm not judging anybody just i've always said that if you're going to step out on your spouse at least be done before you do it because I have seen so many divorces that are so mean and the the meanness comes from a third person that's not part of that relationship mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they are and it's very hard to you know to do anything amicably mm-hmm. and that's something I'm really grateful for is that we've just decided that we both need space we both need time and we still communicate we still yeah we're figuring it out on the fly so any loneliness <laughs> Loneliness, you know, um, well, I'm, one of my core values is Mm self-empowerment and it's interesting because I love to be alone. I do. And even within my marriage, I, I need my space and I need my time. And I don't think the word could be loneliness. That's, that doesn't resonate with me at all. I feel like Hmm. I have to think about that. There are there are times when I feel sad, but it's not loneliness. I it's that intimacy. 
I miss the intimacy because mm-hmm. we are, I mean, my husband and I are best friends. We still are. And it's, it's tough. You know, actually it was kind of funny last night because when I dropped him off, he, he shook my hand. <laughs> like it was, it was a joke. It was funny because it's, it's been very hard not to, um, I mean, once in a while we'll give each other a hug, but we always hug and then kiss and mm-hmm. we don't do that anymore. I, mm-hmm. we've created boundaries around that because it's too, too intimate for right now. So yeah. what's the terror? What's, what's the, what's the big thing that's pulling you apart? Um, well, we have had, um, you know what, I actually, this is interesting because this is a conclusion I came to this week is I am a planner. I am always been a planner. And if there's not a plan in place, then I just do, I, I'm not successful. Do you know what I mean? And we, uh, we have Financially, we've had some really rough goes in the last year. Uh, we've had a, a trucking business that has just not done well. And uh, even before that, when we were doing well and we did have money, when we don't have a plan, when the question is, what uh, can, can we afford this? Well, of course we can because we're not planning for anything. And so, I mean, we, and we had savings and, you know, but the registered ones and whatever, but no, we seem to never have any money. And it was, it's challenging when my husband works as much as he does, uh, you know, 16, 18 hour days, some days gone all week in the truck and then home on the weekend and I'm busy Mm -hmm. on the weekends and we can't afford anything. And so that was really frustrating. And I think that was... Um, a very fundamental piece for him. He's one of his core values is justice, and it's not very just when he's working as hard as he is, and we're still not getting ahead. So that's something we've really kind of zoned in on. So what does that just have to do with the relationship? Uh, because now we're getting really personal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Which but, is okay. Yeah. It's we got to a point last year where um, through no fault of his own we had a couple of different job issues Um, he was trucking and got to the job site they flew him actually to Grand Prairie this job and he got there and they told him to take the truck home the job was cancelled and then they shut down for Christmas and didn't start back up they took uh, the job was taking a long time to get back running and so we were sitting there with no income for, not no income, but uh, hardly any income for a month and a half. And uh, I am the one that does the finances. So I had said, you need to take this job that had come up, which means he was living in the truck. And when that was a turning point for him, because he, we never saw each other for five months. Five months we didn't see each other. From January to June, it was, we saw each other maybe once a week, and that was it. And uh, another core value of his is passion. And when you can't be together, there's no connection, there's no passion, there's no Mm. justice. And that was, I think that's a big part of that. So him changing his job might... (laughs) <laughs> oh, he has a different job now and he's oh, doing he well. Oh, oh, yes, he's doing very well. Yeah, that's that's been a big blessing too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still don't see the connection there. <laughs> well, it's... It's there somewhere. It is. It is. It's there. It's, uh, I, I mean, I don't know, without going into, you know, 12,000 details and, mm-hmm. and putting that all out there. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> But you know that, again, I'm grateful because it's given us the time. And I don't know, it's interesting, there's a, you know, there's a lot of people that don't understand why we're doing what we're doing. And it's, it's really cool not to be attached to that. To, to external stories. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. That's, that's a really cool place to be. I, I think that's when we talk about connecting and over like the holiday seasons and experiencing loss. I think how we experience loss can have be really impacted by the people around us and how they believe we should be experiencing our loss. Mm-hmm. 
and how we dive into that or accept their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, which leaves a question: Is like, how do we, how do we experience our loss over the holiday season, and still experience our friends and those people and the with, joy and the joy? Yeah, and experience our friends and their their you know their. Exp- I don't know how do I want expectations. To say? Yeah, that's that's a good word. Yeah, their expectations. Yeah, mm-hmm. how do we do that? That's a good question. I know for me, it's um, it's taken a lot of time and a lot of working on me and a lot of um, knowing, having clarity and confidence about who I am and what's most important to me. That is by far the most powerful tool that has ever helped me in every situation of my life. That's the biggest piece, clarity and confidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which comes from? Knowing, knowing my heart virtue. Yeah. That has been 12 years since I've known what my heart virtue is. And it has changed every relationship. So your heart virtue is? I'm committed to self-empowerment and acknowledgement. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a tight one. <laughs> it's you know it's interesting because you have three you have three pieces to that you have self you have empowerment and we have acknowledgement mm-hmm. and so when all three of those come together for me that is my 10 that's when i shout from the rooftops um but there's when i when you pull them apart and look at them individually the self is um sometimes the self can really mess with the empowerment and the self can really mess with the acknowledgement. You know, when there's an elephant in the room, I'm jumping up and down, jumping up and down, yelling there's an elephant in the room, Where, when in reality that may not be as um, as as good to self as it is to acknowledgement. Do, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I know for me in the overall, if there's, uh, this is something that, thank God I learned this, because we, my husband and I never would have made it this far. Uh, I guarantee it. Um, the acknowledgement piece. I need acknowledgement. I need to, if there's a, an issue in the relationship, it has to be acknowledged for me. It has to be. And that's that's my core. That's my being. That's What happens if it's not? Oh, I, I blow. I, I blow things up. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> right? And I and we've come to know this about me. And it's like, you know, we're, we're either going to have to talk about this or it's going to, I'm just going to lose my mind and it'll be a fight. And I don't, I don't fight. You turn into a raging <laughs> <Right>? hormone? <laughs> yeah. I just turn into a rage. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, it's that skill set, being able to ask for what I want. Which is, I, I need to be able to talk about this. Mm. I need to be able to work through it. And if he, this is the, the interesting part, lots of times he'll need space, right? And, and so he'll acknowledge it and say, give it a couple of days. And then I'm like, okay, we're good. Because I know that we've acknowledged it and now we can sit on it until mm. it's time, right? And that's saved, oh my goodness. <laughs> that's huge. It is huge, yeah. right? Because I seriously, I just would blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> be like, <"Wah!" laughs> uh, yeah, but it's, you know, that self-empowerment and acknowledgement that's been for me in my work, that in all of the things I do, because I run the kitchen at the Agriplex and I, I, there's huge acknowledgement there because I love what I do. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the self-empowerment piece is I work weekends I can come to Lethbridge any day of the week to get my product run done. I can go in there and make cinnamon buns tomorrow if I want, or I can wait till Saturday when I'm there. It's and it, and it's it's created the space for me to be able to um, develop as a human with my mediumship, my laughter yoga, my workshops, my retreats, my meditations, and it's allowed me the space to be able to go and pursue what I believe is why I'm here. And that's very self-empowering. Very self-empowering. Yeah, so why are you here? Uh, well, I'm here to create self-empowerment and acknowledgement. But on a, in a specific manner, you know, I believe that being a medium for me is something that I'm, I was called to do. 
Um, and I, I tell every, all of my students, everybody has the opportunity to develop that. Not everybody's going to, not everybody's got the time, the, the, the resources, the, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, the space. And I believe that, you know, in, in the way that I developed or started developing, it just, everything opened up after I started developing everything. And, uh, being able to do these retreats, these clarity and confidence retreats, um, those are life changing. Like it, you were you came to one. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I, I was, you know, I'd been to a lot of different events and a lot of expansion events, and I was blown away at how how well thought out and put together your event is because. It takes a lot of different areas of life and puts it all into the same event. Mm -hmm. Like, it's amazing. It just, yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, um, yeah we had some, some interesting uh, things happen at that event. Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and, yeah, I'd love to be at more events. But, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Well, I have another one coming up in January from the 9th to the 12th. It's in Claire's home. Um, I found the coolest place. It is so cool. Uh, I was originally planning on being in Sedona, um, but that's, uh, I, as I've been going through a separation, I've not been focusing on marketing that event. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so now I've moved it to Claire's home, which is, allows it to be a lot more economical for people to get there. So, well, do you know what your last event that I was at was in Stavely mm -hmm. at your, at yeah. your place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was perfect. I didn't have to fly anywhere. Yes. The energy of the place was very um, secluded and, and it really felt contained. Yeah, yeah. We we'd really, the intention was to create a container that was very uh, nurturing. Yeah. And it was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And this, this other place I found now is... Oh, it's so cool. When you pull in the yard, it just looks like this little normal farmhouse. And you go in the house... And it is. It's a normal little farmhouse. It's got a little kitchen and a little living room and a dining room. And you go down the hallway and there's the bathroom and the bedroom. And then there's another opening and you go and there's another five-piece bathroom. And then you keep going and then you come into this huge room, which is like, it's huge. <laughs> it's uh, It's got a great feeling to it. It's got a bunch of couches and a bed and, you know, coffee tables. And it's very comfortable and there's a bedroom off there. And then you go even farther past this room, down this little hallway, and it opens up into this cabin, which is, it's got this stone fireplace that goes from the ceiling to the floor. And it is gorgeous. And the energy in there is just amazing. Just amazing. And then there's more tables and chairs and comfy places to sit. And right in front where the fireplace opens, there's a little, it's like a cubby that you can sit like 10 or 12 people just right in front of the fire. It's so cool. I'm so excited to use that space. Mm -hmm. So excited. And this time we're doing things a little different. Um, I really want to create a communal community this weekend. So we will be, I will have all the food there, but we're going to be using our own skill sets and we're going to be cooking together and, you know, cleaning up together and uh, really creating a, a real, like I said, communal connection. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm super excited about that. So do you think there will be any drama? There's always drama. That's the whole point, right? I know. I, I create the drama so we can work through it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we are who we are. And it's so interesting to me how so many people do not say things or do things. They don't acknowledge their boundaries. They do not make powerful requests. They take things personally when they listen. And these are the three main pieces to that workshop is being when something's happening that you don't feel is right stand up and say something about it stop that's not okay by me but we have this agreement right with with whatever group we're in we have this agreement that we're to behave a certain way and we throw those rules out, out right out the window because mm -hmm. that's it's crap right i mean who who should decide how I live and how I speak and how I feel. I do. Yeah. How about you? Should I decide for you? Absolutely not. Unless I want you to in the moment. Yeah, there you go. But then you would ask for that, right? <laughs> yeah. 
And then I'm still deciding. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> but it's to me, it's this societal um, agreements that we've made with each other are holding us back, right? And it's not just society. There's little subsections too. There's your church. There's your family. There's your sports team. There's your you know whatever friend group you hang out with. There's an unwritten some sometimes unwritten sometimes written rules. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't live by those rules. When I walk into a room, I am self-empowerment and acknowledgement. I never walk into a room without being who I am, being authentically who I am. And sometimes that doesn't fit very well for other people. And that's okay by me. I love that. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. That's called being courageously authentic. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is who I am. That's who I am. And that's what I, that's what that clarity and confidence retreat is about, is to open, uh, open the knowledge to basically your spiritual DNA as to what you are committed to, and then training your nervous system how to courageously be who you are. And having, having a label on that spiritual DNA is so powerful. So powerful. Because it's like, it's like you wait. For me, it was like, oh my gosh. Somebody finally saw me because I could never put into words what it was. But when self-empowerment and acknowledgement, those actual words were, were spoken about me, by me, my whole body felt it. My whole body knew that this was, it was like there was this potential that had never quite been able to be realized. Mm-hmm. But it is every single day now, every day, even in the middle of a separation. Even in the middle of that, I can still find my tan because I am self-empowered and I am acknowledged and I create that for myself. Mm -hmm. So do you have any like little stories or something that you could share with us about the event of transformations that may have happened for other people? (laughs) Uh, Yes, I do. Of Uh, course, without saying any names. Yes, of course. Uh, I was actually just going through the testimonials yesterday and uh, it triggered some some memories. I had one gentleman who, a great big cowboy, just a sweetheart of a man, came in and he was, he did not want to be there. He did not want to share. He did not, his wife drug him there. I don't even think he knew what he was coming to. And so, (laughs) enter Jade. (laughs) And he was, he was a good sport though. He went through most things and at one point we sit down and we write a letter to our future selves that will be mailed to you uh, at a future date. And he sat down and he, he threw his pencil down or his pen down and he said, I'm not doing this. And I was like, oh, okay, what's going on? <laughs> and he wouldn't talk, he wouldn't talk. I said, okay, it's all good. And of course, because I'm human, I, even as the facilitator, I know it's not me. It's because it's always about you. It is. It's always about you. When it's about me, it's about me. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, I went and found him a little bit later. And I just said, I just wanted to touch base with you and, you know, check in. And, and he said, no, I don't want to. I'm not talking about it. Um, I said, okay, that's good. So the next morning was the last morning. And every morning we write. And so as we were doing our writing around the fire, I took his envelope and his letter. And I, hand, I just handed it to him. And he had tears running down his face as he was writing in the regular writing. And so he took that envelope and he took the paper and he did what he did. And he came up to me after and he said that that was the most powerful part of my entire weekend. And I'm like, okay, say more. (laughs) And he said when he sat down to write a letter to his future self, he had been contemplating uh, not being here anymore. Mm in taking his own life and he was not planning on being there to receive that letter and that shifted for him that weekend completely wow, shifted that's for huge. Him. yeah right mm-hmm. so powerful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. that's so interesting because i know who that person is and <laughs> and, and you had no idea i had no idea no. that that was happening it's mm-hmm. that's what's beautiful about the mm-hmm. event right we really have our own personal it is your own personal journey. A journey, yeah. But it's it's interesting in one of the testimonials uh, that one gal had said, you know, we're there with, with 10 other people, but every single one of us is having such an extraordinary experience of ourselves. 
And, but in the same time, you're, you know, you come in with strangers and you leave with family, right? Mm -hmm. Because you know these people more intimately than their closest family and friends know them because they're sharing what's most meaningful to them, what they're willing to die for, right? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that what life is about? You just said it right there. Extraordinary experience of self. Mm-hmm. Isn't that it? That's mm-hmm. fucking beautiful. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. that's exactly what I experienced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Well, on the flip side, too, you know, have you ever gotten so angry that it surprised you that you could get that angry? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? And that is, that's your heart virtue being violated. And what we learn on this weekend is to is we train our nervous system how to turn that around and create what we want in the moment instead of being uh instead of the rage you create a 10 for you a beautiful 10. <laughs> i can tell you a story <laughs> <laughs> is it does it, is it about me no oh. <laughs> no no i would not do that <laughs> you could yeah, you're you're good. You're open. <laughs> no, I had when I was 34 years old. Uh, I knew what my heart virtue was, and I was working with my heart virtues co- coach. And it came to light that my dad and I had never had a good relationship. We were we butt heads from the time I was two to, to well, not so much anymore. Um, but when I got to the root of what was missing in my relationship with my dad, it was acknowledgement because this is a core value of mine. And my dad, at, at my age of 34, had never told me that he loved me, never said those words. And I figured out through this process that I needed to hear those words from him. And so what's interesting is I decided to ask for what I wanted. And so I worked through this with my coach and it was the most terrifying day of my life because this is something that's so important to me that I'm willing to die for it. Mm-hmm. But I can't ask for it, right? And so I had met with my mom and dad, and we went to Tim Hortons for lunch. And all through lunch, I couldn't, I was just shaking. I couldn't, I couldn't do this. <laughs> and so when we got to the car, they were in their car, going to their car. And I, I said, Dad, I need to ask you a question. And he said, okay. And I said, it's important to me that you acknowledge that you love me. So every time we say goodbye, I want you to tell me you love me. And once I got the words out, I, you know, I kind of wanted to throw up. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I felt good. Mm-hmm. Like I felt amazing. And so here's what's interesting. In a relationship, there's, let's say there's 100% in this relationship bubble. Well, my job is to do my 50%. Your job is to do your 50%. So in my relationship with my dad, I was... I was doing my 50% because this is what I needed in this relationship. And so what my dad said was, <laughs> this is the interesting part. I did my 50% already. Mm-hmm. So whatever happens over there with him is not my 50%. That mm-hmm. is his. And so he said, I always showed you I loved you by spanking you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, this is, yeah. but this is the house he grew up in, right? Yeah. And so my mom, who's committed to fairness and appreciation, is losing her mind. <laughs> She's <laughs> jumping up and down. <laughs> She's like, I love you. <laughs> oh, I love my mom. Anyways, I said to mom's yelling at him, tell her you love her. Tell her you love her. And I said, mom, it's okay. I love you, dad. And I gave him a hug. And I said, I know you love me too. And so mom hugged me, of course, and was like, oh, I love you. I said, I know you love me. and It's good. And I'm good. So as we were, I was walking away, dad was just getting into the car and he said, oh, by the way, love ya for the first time in my life. But the cool part was him saying it wasn't the important part. Me asking for it was because my whole body felt mm-hmm. that. And when he couldn't say he loved me right away, I didn't feel bad. I didn't because I had taken care of what I needed, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't about him. It wasn't about him. It was about me, right? So, uh, fast forward to the next day, both my sisters called me and said, "What did you do to Dad?" <laughs> I said, "What do you mean? Is he dying? Does he have cancer?" <laughs> like I don't think so. Why? 
he said both of them said because he phoned us and said he loved us (laughs) (laughs) i said oh well that's interesting and now every single one of his grandkids has heard him say he loves them and he he tells us he loves us all the time they used it. It's it's a little less now because it's you know worn off a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he used to, if we were on the phone, he would say "love you" really fast. He said, "I want to do it before you do." <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's really shifted our relationship because I'm getting what I need in that relationship now, whereas yeah. that was something that was missing for 34 years. It's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So. I can't remember what my hurt virtue is. Oh, wow. That's an interesting statement, actually. So when we figure out what our heart virtue is, we have a blind spot to it because our brains are trained for survival, right? So our brains try to talk us out of experiencing our tens because of these agreements we have with all of our tribes, all of our people, right? And our brain, as soon as we start to experience a 10, right? A 10 like, I love my life, I love my life, things are wonderful, things are great. Uh, Our brains go, oh, no, 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 you can't, we have an agreement to stay between a 6 and an 8. This this is where we're supposed to stay. And so it will shut the breath off to your body, and so that feeling goes away. And so what happens is if you don't continue to speak what you're committed to, which is something I mentioned at the workshop or at the retreat <laughs> over and over and over again if you don't continue to speak it you will forget it you absolutely will forget it well it's interesting though because my it's on my phone is it yeah, oh yeah. great what are you committed to roger i'm committed to creating harmony through truth and improvement fabulous so that's true and <laughs> There's it's, some, it there's some like truth true, in there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, look at your life. Look what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're, living, you're living the dream, right? Mm-hmm. You're fulfilling exactly what... And you're creating a... Um, you're making a contribution to mm-hmm. humanity with who you are, which is truly the purpose. Everybody's purpose is to make a con- contribution to humanity through who we are, which I believe is what I do with my work too. Yeah, yeah. So my house is called um, Harmonious House mm-hmm. for my Airbnb name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, self-improvement is kind of, you know, how I help people. Kind of? <laughs> I don't know. There's no audience here, so. <laughs> I think your, your clients would, would agree. Mm-hmm. Right? True. Yeah, mm-hmm. very true. So where are we now? Like... You have this retreat coming up, and is it full? No, not yet. No, there's still some room. I'm only taking 10 people, though. Okay. That is the max. So we have a few spots left. You can only handle so much drama? No, it's uh, the space. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, no, I can take all the drama. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah, so earlier on you were saying that mediumship is one of the things that changed your life a lot. So I think it's like... Hurt virtues and mediumship are the two things that really... Yes. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of it. They, it's just a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I started started with the heart virtue. That was my spiritual DNA. And once I started, once I realized the truth about who I was, I started creating that more for myself, more self-empowerment, more acknowledgement. And not just for me. Once I, I created that for me, then I wanted to share my gift with the world. And so for me... To have a room full of people who have chosen to be there, who have gotten over many obstacles typically to be there, whether they're financial or relationship-wise or whatever, there's always obstacles to coming to something like this and or to any of these events. Um, and they've chosen to be there. I, I get to create the container for them to figure out who they truly are and what they really want. And the best part for me is that I get to stand up in front of the room and they they look at me like I've done this, which I have not. They have I've created the container. So the self-empowerment piece for me is that you as a client, you as someone in this retreat are creating this for yourself, right? But I get to be the one in front of the room. There's the acknowledgement piece. Mm-hmm. So for me, 
creating those those kind of containers, whether it's mediumship. Again, I get to stand in front of the room, but spirit comes through me. And so and the healing is created through spirit and me. So this is it's but it's not me doing the, the healing. I'm the conduit. Does that make sense? Well, here's what maybe I can paraphrase it somehow. I think that uh, in life, in I guess when we're on this journey of self-empowerment, of exploring who we are, becoming the um, extraordinary um, person we're designed to be, that on this path we are manifesting and that energy is going out and creating all this these beautiful things and bringing them back to us. And one of those beautiful things is your uh, event. And so the energy is already there. You're just there nurturing it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that give you goosebumps? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I, just, I just had this thought of the different containers that I create. You know, the in my meditations, when I do my meditations, the, I, mm-hmm. I love creating that container. And when you have 10 people or 5 people or 3 people and I'm facilitating a meditation, every single one of them hears the same words that I'm saying. But every single one of them has an extraordinary experience that's different from the other. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. To me, that's a huge empowering container. Another container. Do you know what I mean? I love that. We should. I was thinking the other day we should do. Uh, we should pair up and do a meditation together. Ooh, that would be fun. Yeah, because I have, you know, I'm doing the guiding, and I have music in the back of my mm-hmm. meditation, mm-hmm. and it would be beautiful to have you doing the bowls in the back of the meditation while I'm doing the guiding. Absolutely, yeah. take it to a whole other vibration. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. And another thing I'm thinking about right now is. The mediumship. Let me get back. I was. I, I think I got lost here for a <laughs> That's moment. That's okay. But so the mediumship. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about doing a demonstration right here? Have you done like a live demonstration on no. a podcast? No, I haven't actually. How do you feel about doing something like that? Sure. Why not? If it doesn't work, I'll cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> if it doesn't work, I'll cut it. That's how we do it. No. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not the way it works when you're in front of a room. <laughs> no, I know. Hmm. That's funny. <clears throat> you know, it, it's a bit risky for me too because I know that I've had some readings, mm-hmm. um, some that are really personal. Like <laughs> pay, play, they take me places that I wasn't even aware. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So let's. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I think I'm good. You're good to do that? (sighs) (coughs) That's funny. Yeah, I think I'm good. Okay. Okay, give me a second here. (laughs) So the first impression I get, sometimes the information comes through elements, through uh, uh, just something that I see or feel. And the first thing that came through is like a, a piece of glass like a, that's, that's cracking, but doesn't like shattered, but isn't broken. Do you know what I mean? Um, like, a. I just feel very like fragile, very fragile. This feels like a psychic reading instead of a spiritual reading. Uh, so I think we're going to go backwards. We're going to start with you and then spirit will, will come. Um, I feel like, okay. (sighs) I feel like you're ready to just, there's there's moments where you're ready to just completely fall apart. Does that make sense? In the sense that, let me give you a little more information there. In the sense that you're, it's like you're holding everything together, just, and it's beautiful the way you're holding it all together, but there's moments where you're like, holy crap, I could just let go and and drop it all and start fresh. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Not emotionally. No, no, no. Just just items in life. Everything. Yeah. yeah, like big picture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> now, it, it's it's funny because so the, the glass is shattered and now on the other side I have a, uh, a female coming through and I feel like she's, I don't feel like she's a really tall person. 
Um, but I feel like a real spitfire with her. I feel like she didn't mince words. She was uh, very... You, you knew where she stood all the time. And I feel like this would have been a generation above you. So this wouldn't have been a friend. I don't feel like this is a mum, but it's like just a one-off of mum. Does that make sense? Maybe. maybe okay. Maybe. Um, now, I feel... Uh, I feel like some mm, some real tension in her. I feel like she really was a the kind of gal who um, could be very uh, tense is the word. Like I feel very tense. Um, now I, I feel like there was a big sweep in her life uh, before her death, like a like a, a real clearing out of something. Uh, does this make sense for who you're or have I got enough information yet? I don't have quite enough information. Okay. okay, so in this sweep, I feel like it was like she was getting ready to go. Like it was, she was getting rid of shit that she didn't need. She was, uh, like even with the people, the people that weren't important to her, she's like, I don't have time for them. I have only time for the ones that are important to me. Oh, I feel like she would have had a six-month window even, maybe even a little bit more of that, six to eight window of knowing or understanding that she was uh, not going to be here much longer. Does that make sense? Not enough yet. Okay, you get, that's you, okay. I'll keep getting more. We're good. There's so many people that have oh, passed out. It's like, Is that and then her? there's people Is that I her? forget. Okay, that's okay. We'll get real specific here. Um, it's interesting because I don't feel like she really had a great attitude about dying. She was not ready. She was definitely not ready to go. Uh, and I, I feel like even though she didn't mince words, I feel a lot of fear with this woman. I feel like uh, a lot of the times her her abruptness and, and whatnot was more fear-based, that she really didn't want people to see how scared she really was. Um, and I... And I, I, my shoulders are just like, huh, like even talking about this, that she's in life, she would not have been comfortable talking about this at all. She mm -hmm. wasn't one that would really wear her heart on her sleeve or share personal, intimate information about herself. Um, now, and I don't feel like she really was interested in hearing other people's intimate details of their life. It wasn't mm -hmm. something that she was comfortable with. Um, I feel a value system with her that was um, fairly rigid, like, like, almost like a religious kind of aspect with her. Um, but in the same breath, I feel, I feel like the religious aspect was, was more for, I don't want to say for show cause that's not true, but she was, she was very careful that she was seen a certain way in her religious community. Does that make sense? Is there, do we know anything? That, <laughs> are we going to have to cut this out, Robert? <laughs> I'm not sure yet. That's funny. <clears throat> um, so this woman would have been, like I said, a generation older than you, a one-off of, like, mom isn't the word. It's not the word. It's... I feel like she would have been connected to you and I feel legally connected to you somehow, but not family. Could this be mother-in-law? Oh, um, yes. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, good, good. Whew. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, no, that's okay. I thank you for saying that because that actually, then, as soon as you said that, everything fit in. Okay, good, good. Um... It's interesting. So I feel like, I don't feel like you guys got along all the time, but I feel like you actually, you had some interesting cycles together mm -hmm. where you actually melded together quite, quite well. Cause you, you're actually quite a lot alike in your thinking. Um, but the challenge for her was that she, she really didn't like to open her mind a lot. Again, that fear, I just feel this very tight, keep everything close to the chest, everything close to home. Um, I don't feel a lot of adventure with her. I don't feel like she, she was happy in her own comfortable space with mm -hmm. her own comfortable people with, does that make sense? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Good. <laughs> okay. So we're going back to the, 
the glass. Um, one of the, it's interesting because she's, it's, it, this is wild. It's like she has gone through every single crack in that glass that, that through your life, right? And, and it's like she's, <laughs> it, it felt safe for her to do so because you were family, right? And as spirit, she's gone through every little piece and it's like she's cleared off what, what doesn't need to be there and, and, and has, has strengthened the pieces that need to be there. And, and need is a, is a goofy word, but it's, it's, that's wanting to be there. It's like this piece of glass is like missing big chunks, but it's still intact. And, um, She's acknowledging you. She, look at that. See, I get just creating acknowledgement. She's acknowledging you for your, <laughs> it just all comes together. She's acknowledging you for your ability to let go of those pieces. Like there's, there's some big chunks in your life that you've really, um, you've spent time looking at them and studying them and, and uh, feeling into them and deciding and making a decision to let that piece go. And I feel like there's literally three big chunks like that in your life. And I know that you quit your job and that's one of the pieces, but I feel like there's two other pieces that you are, uh, one of them I feel like you've already let go and the other one you're still deciding with what exactly to do. You're still studying it and thinking about it and processing it. Um, and it's, I feel like she's just like pulling this little piece out and it's like, you can just let it go. And cause she's gone through just like you have, like every little, uh, mm -hmm. every little nook and cranny she's gone through. And, uh, it's, she's, she's, she's sharing with me that she feels very honored that she's been on this journey with you because this is, um, not someone that you would really think that would be on this spiritual journey with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, but through her evolution, coming through all of your crazy things that you're doing that she would have thought were insane in life is she gets to experience these things mm -hmm. and gets to experience you working with people and big picture, like the, the big picture of your life is so interesting to her. And the fact that she could never, there was way too much fear for her to even, even um, entertain the idea of any of this stuff, it would have been so far out of the box for her. And so she's sharing her gratitude that you have, um, I, that you've allowed her to join you on this journey because it, it has been, it's almost been like an invitation for you to spirit. And I don't know if you've actually, um, sent out the intention of, um, creating a connection with spirit to, uh, to work with you in all the aspects of your life. Um, I, I don't feel like you've specifically asked for these people, but you've put that intention out there and she has totally answered that call mm -hmm. and she's grateful that you've made that intention. Sweet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Can I leave that with you? You, you can. I didn't even, and I, there, there was nothing here to even make me cry. So that was like, I was like, I was worried. I was pretty, that was pretty, you that, that know. That was very tame. It was very tame. That's uh, good. It was very it. loving. Yeah. She comes with peace and love. Yeah. She, um, she scared me one time. I was laying in bed and do you want to hear this little yes, story? Absolutely. Okay. So her, her husband had just passed maybe maybe about a month before and I was laying in bed one night and I'd just fallen asleep and did you feel his leg super dark no <laughs> I, I feel like he was laying beside you or something no I no my phone went I oh. something happened my phone rang and you know how some, on some cell phones the light flashes mm -hmm. so I don't know why I don't have that turned on on my phone but that light flashed and and when that flashed, I opened my eyes, and there, her, uh, they were both standing oh, wow. right beside my bed. Oh my goodness! And I think <gasps> I, I might have screamed. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I would even scream. I, you know, it's funny because I've I've often a couple of years ago, I'm like, I just want to see spirit because I see I see spirit as though it's like a me remembering a movie sometimes, mm -hmm. or I see, you know, I see. I feel, I hear, I taste, I smell, but I can't physically see spirit. And so for a while there, I'm like, please, please just, I'm, I would love to see spirit. And so every once in a while I'd get a flash and I'd be like, <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they'd laugh. That's all I'd hear is laughing. You're not ready. And so, I mean, over the years we've, 
I've just quit asking for that because <laughs> I still do. I am so jumpy mm-hmm. and I've been jumpy my whole life. Like you can come up to me and say, okay, I am going to clap my hands right in front of your face. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> and you'll do it and I'll go, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> well, it's it's about the emotion you go into. So when you feel this scared, yeah. when you feel that scared, what's mm-hmm. the first thing that comes up? <laughs> Spirit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's usually about the first thing that comes up. It's like I I loved scaring people. Like, <laughs> I hate people like you because <laughs> I'm such an easy target. <laughs> but but I would hate getting scared myself, yeah. and I'd turn into rage. Right? Oh yeah. I just like get angry right away. Yeah. But yet I still love scaring other people, and then uh, I work through my rage. I worked through that anger that what you know that deep seated rage that was in me, mm-hmm. and you know what? Now I love being scared. That's why I love that. it. But people, people scare. I have roommates that scare me on purpose, and I just—it's so much fun. That's funny. Oh, yeah. that's good. <laughs> so here we are. We are at the end of this podcast. Wonderful. And it's been awesome to have it you is. here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I was hoping to maybe get you crying and sobbing, <laughs> letting go of some really, really deep stuff. But <laughs> you know what? It's I'm I'm glad I, I'm a little uh, surprised at how much I shared. Yeah. I really am. Absolutely, I am because I I haven't talked to anybody about this other than mm. you know my my close people. Oh, that's not true. I in a meditation I mentioned it, um, but they were people that had come to my meditations for years. So. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's all good. Life is still amazing. Life is still good because I create my own self-empowerment acknowledgement and I do that and I give it as a gift. And that's that's what we're here for. Yeah, so how can people get a hold of you? Uh, I am on Facebook uh, yeah. at Jade's Alchemy Connection. Um, you can also email me at jadesalchemyconnection at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Instagram as Jade's Alchemy Connection. <laughs> Uh, I have a website, which is jadesalchemyconnection.com. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, any of those, you can get a hold of me. Shoot me a message. And if you have any questions, yeah, follow me on Facebook. And I, I have lots of different events that I do all over, all over the place. Cool. Awesome. This podcast is Expansion Cast. Thank you for listening.